Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with hosts Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back. On this week's episode, we're going to be covering minimalism. We'll go over what that means for Jamie, what that means for myself, and what it can mean for you and your spiritual practice. So let's get to it. Hi. Yes, I am very excited for this episode because minimalism is something that has become a very passionate topic for me and for you as well, Charlotte. I know you've been doing this long before I have been (laughs) and actually inspired (laughs) a lot for me. Um, But I feel like it's just one of those things that people don't really think about because sometimes we just do it. And um, I think the important thing to remember is intention, right? With being, being a spiritual person, being a, being a witch is everything can be done with intention and really should be done with intention. And I think that's what I want to focus on with this episode is, is minimalizing things in your life, minimalizing your life in general. Um, So that way you're more intentional with what you're doing. Yeah. I think that's a great thing to bring up because I veered towards minimalism, but it was not always an intentional act. And the act of being intentional really increases the benefits of minimalism as a whole, you know, or or life in general, not even just specific to minimalism, but, you know, just being conscious of your actions and being mindful. It really, you know, gives new life to just sort of the the mundane, you know, so... Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and before we get into what minimalism actually is, you know, it's I want to kind of touch on and, and highlight how how much like overabundance and in toxic ways is so prevalent in our culture, especially in our country <laughs> and and a select yes. few other yes. um, first world countries where materialism is just like the thing to do, the thing to be, you know, the more, the better. And it's been that way for a long time. Let's keep it up with the Joneses idea. And I think it probably started like around the technological age or like, um, I don't know if that's the right way to put that, but uh, like, I think of like the fifties, you know, when things started kind of um, revolutionizing a bit, you know, in terms of like, yeah, TVs in your living room with commercials telling you what you need to have, what you need to buy, you know. Yeah, I really, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that was probably like the age of like really commercialism because before that it was just mm-hmm. like roadside signs and banners and, and things that you would see when you were out, right? Um, yeah. So I feel like now is a good time to kind of start shifting from that because we are moved from this age of Pisces to age of Aquarius, where we're more in the mind, we're thinking, we're creating. And I think in order to really effectively move into that energy, you have to create space, right? Yes, both figuratively and literally. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so what is minimalism? Minimalism. (laughs) Thank you. Actually, um, in in my opinion, minimalism is just reducing or eliminating completely the stuff in our lives. So think of the the materialistic things, the the very tangible things. But it also means reducing or eliminating 
toxic or unhealthy patterns, relationships, jobs. So I think it can move beyond the material and the physical into more ideas and concepts and things as well. Yes, absolutely. I think that's something that, you know, isn't often considered. Um, when when people hear minimalism, they may think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be here alone in this uh, empty room with no furniture, you know, it, and that's, that's not exactly what it is. You know, it, it, there's, yes, there, there is reducing your belongings, you know, because what was it? What what you own owns you. I don't even remember who said that. I, I will try to find the credits, but but it's what's uh, popping up in my head right now. It, it really does have a a mental aspect to it as well. Like you can declutter your mind, and sometimes simultaneously because I know I like to declutter my house <laughs> just to feel good on the inside. So. <laughs> Yeah. And that's a real thing for some people. And it, it is for me as well. And I mean, we're, you know, we're so alike in so many ways like that. And that's why we get along so well. Um, yes. And so if, you know, if you're listening and you feel the same way, like this episode's really for you because it's going to make sense to you and it's going to be something that you're, you're going to want to, you know, implement in your own life. And, and really with meditation, you know, people have been eliminating clutter in their mind for a long time yes. now. You know, this this meditation trend, quote unquote, has been around for a while. You know, everyone knows what meditation is and it's not necessarily, you know, some big scary thing like it was there for a little while when people didn't understand really what it was. <laughs> it was that that Middle <laughs> Eastern thing that yoga people do, you know, <laughs> or if you were raised Baptist, <laughs> that devil worshiping thing. <laughs> oh, oh. I, I never had that perspective of it, but I was always sort of terrified of it, you know, in the, uh, I guess, just under the belief that, you know, I had to clear my mind completely because, because it is, it is sort of that, that mental minimalism, you've got to get into, to the right mind frame to, to reach these different brainwaves. But, you know, I, as we've covered on another episode, it's not exactly like that, but it is minimalizing your thoughts and getting into a proper headspace. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one comes for the before the other in this case, because, um, you know, reducing and eliminating, you know, patterns and relationships and anything to do with career, or like maybe where you're living, um, all of those things take a lot more energy, mental energy, emotional energy, that is really, in, in my opinion, a lot more difficult to do when you're surrounded by a mess. You know, you're surrounded by things that you're not using, there's stagnant energy, you know, and we talked a little bit about that in our um, spring cleaning episode. That comes into play with this as well, you know, so why though, why really, why would you minimalize, you know, and again, if you're a maximalist, this is not meant to be offensive, we still love you. <laughs> yes. And, and maximalism is completely valid. There, even now, even, you know, being a minimalist, there are spaces in my home where I do go straight up max, maximalist, like walls covered, colors, like it, it you can tell that <laughs> um, I wasn't holding anything back there. So, and, and those spaces are always hellacious to dust. So if you are a maximalist, shoot, more, more power to you. Um, <laughs> all I can think yes. about is dusting. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Do you dust or do you just not dust? I, I've actually always been curious. Like, do you, cause I just imagine everyone like meticulously going through their house and like dusting every little knickknack and everything. And I'm like, God, that must take forever. So if you are a maximalist, please let us know. Yes. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, even with, even with maximalism, there's still intention there. Right. And so I think yes. it all comes down to intention because even if, you know, I covered my recording table here with things, if they were all placed there with intention and lovingly, then, you know, it's sort of on the same wavelength, you know, it, it is because there, you know, when it is placed with intention, you know, you're, even if it's not conscious, you're taking in consideration the energy flow which I guess is sort of where we get into that feng shui portion of it, which I am not well-versed in, so I'm not going to, but, but, you know, it really does. Intention makes the difference for this. So It does. And I think it, it also comes down to just who you are, your personality, your experiences. Some people feel better surrounded by more things than other people. Yeah. Some people don't like to be surrounded by things. So it just depends on who you are, but, in this case, <laughs> why why would you minimalize? Like, what are the benefits? What could you expect other than what we've already talked about? And I just, I, I made a few notes here. You know, the biggest thing for me is it reduces stress. And I know it does for you yes. too. You know, yes. especially yes. around the home. <laughs> you know, like when things are neat and tidy and put away and I can like vacuum and clean under furniture. Like I love furniture that has legs so I can get underneath it, you know, <laughs> nothing that sits <laughs> on the ground or too close to the ground. And, um, you know, then I feel like I can actually relax when my environment is in order. Right. So, and then on the other side of that, when you're not dealing with, you know, toxic relationships or, you know, toxic bosses at work and things like that, um, you're going to have a lot less stress. I mean, that's just kind of a given, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And I know that everybody has at least, or more than likely, at least had one toxic boss and one toxic relationship. So, Mm-hmm. You know what it's like to, um, to yeah, well, maybe you might still be there, but if you have removed yourself from the situation, you are probably acutely aware of the mental health benefits of just removing that situation or removing yourself from that situation. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes we don't even realize how tense and high strung we are until we are removed from the situation, you know, so it's just a good time to take like perspective on things like that, you know, I'd say, but um, who doesn't want less stress? I mean, nowadays we have so much to worry about (laughs) all the time. Yeah, we have so many responsibilities, you know, and if you have children on top of that, like, whoo, Charlotte, I can tell you the last few weeks. (laughs) Have been a little. Oh, they've been trying. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Teenage girls are fun. Uh, She's lying. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings me to my next bullet point for why minimalize anything, and that it creates more peace in your life. So once you reduce the stress, you have more peace. And oh man, let me tell you, it feels good. It feels really, really good. You know, um, we've been doing a lot in our yard, our backyard, in our patio area, and, you know, stringing up lights, putting up, you know, um, wind chimes. It's frigging gorgeous, guys. 
oh, man, thing I was telling Greg last night, like we just look like we create such wonderful things together. Like when we work together on a project, yes. it just, it just creates magic. I love it. Um, but yeah, it's like all of this has come about because I've reduced certain things or eliminated certain things in my life, you know? You sure have. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. No, but her backyard oasis is is amazing. And I we've mentioned this on another podcast before, but you know, she's she's very into recycle, reuse. So a lot of the materials are are just things that she collects. And I really, really love that. I it also gives it like this cool rustic feel as well. You know, just it feels like being in nature and that's what it should feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, somewhere between bougie and resourceful. <laughs> yes. Listen. I'll, re I'll reuse it and I'll make it look really, really good. Like it wasn't. Reused. It does. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So um, speaking about projects, then this brings me to my next point, and that's that minimalizing can make more time for what's important in your life. You know, if, yes. <laughs> if you've ever seen an episode of Hoarders, you'll know they, <laughs> oh, they don't entertain well, very much. Yeah, they, uh, it. yeah, it's, oh man, it makes my skin crawl. But you know, they, a lot of those folks haven't seen their family in years because they're so ashamed. And that's a very exaggerated example. But just to give you a visual of, of what I'm talking about, you know, and, and same with, with my backyard before, you know, I, the, I didn't have a lot out there. It wasn't very nice. No one wanted to be out there. It was just like bright and sunny and, you know, a couple of bare metal chairs and, <laughs> you know, no one <laughs> wanted to be back there. And so we couldn't hang out back there. We couldn't have friends over and hang out back there. But now, you know, that I've eliminated some things in my life and, and made space for these new things, you know, now I can do what's important to me and that's enjoy the outdoors, you know, and not just by myself, but with people I care about as well. Yes. Actually, I have a hammock on my to buy list right now because of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need man. one. <sighs> Yeah, that, that will be your best purchase this year. I can pretty much guarantee it. I love that hammock. I'm out there laying all the time in the sun. It gets afternoon sun and I'll just go out there and just bask in it. It's like yes. being cradled by the universe. <laughs> the sun <laughs> just melting you into your skin. Oh, yes. I absolutely need one. <laughs> so the last thing I want to mention about why I think this is important is that simplification, so simplifying your life in different ways, can lead to excelling in areas of your life that really, really matter. So yeah. whether it is that you're looking for a new relationship or you're looking for a new job or to start a career or even have children or, you know, whatever the circumstance may be. You know, even if you're just trying to go to school, you know, like my friend is in nursing school right now and she's constantly cleaning her house so that, it, you know, she can study with a, with a calm mind, you know, and I think that's something really important to remember is that um, we can create space wherever we want and simplification can mean different things to different people, but it just, it reduces your, your worry, you know, and, and allows for that energy to flow that much greater. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, 
when you're decluttering, and I don't mean just, you know, your physical belongings, I mean, your mind or, or your life as well. And, you know, simplification, like Jamie mentioned, it creates the space. And sometimes space is like the most fundamental thing that you need to inspire creativity or just to get your, your mind right. You know, it, it really kind of like a blank canvas, you know, when you're, when you're minimalizing it, it gives you the freedom to sort of create what you want. You know, it gives you the space to explore your passions. It gives you the space to create uh, an environment that you're you're happy to be in. You know, it, it really, uh, it frees up your thoughts so you can focus on what it is in your life that you want to attract and, you know, what it is you want. You know, it just gives you that, that, that little extra, you know, push in the right direction. Yes. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, um, you know, both of us have been practicing this for a while now in different ways. And so I, I want to go into some of our own experiences um, with Ooh. with minimalizing <laughs> in, in, in the different ways that we have, starting with the physical. So, you know, your belongings, your home, you know, your cars, whatever. I have just the story. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Take it from here, Charlotte. (laughs) Well, you know, I say that um, right now. I mean, I know Jamie is highly aware, but I know you, you listeners are not aware. I am actually currently knee deep in moving. So, you know, not only does that give me and my family the opportunity for a fresh start, but it's also giving me ample time to actually put my eyes on everything that's been you know stored in my attic or stored in my drawers like little junk drawers you know there's it's really quick you know like things accumulate really quickly so yes <laughs> you're going oh through it and they're gosh. like yeah like will i ever really need this probably not <laughs> yeah i've had to do a lot yeah. of that uh, and we're we're moving you know uh, I, I don't know what episode it was on, but probably one geared towards manifesting when me and Jamie, when me and Jamie made the joke that uh, I needed to manifest a new home. And boy, did we, did we, in probably like the <laughs> least positive way possible. <laughs> but, but you know, it, it uh, at first it, it was stressful, but as I'm moving on, it's really, it's going to be great to have that new chapter. I, I really it's been a hard year. So just getting that fresh start, you know, to have that new space, but also going through this shit that I have accumulated for 30 years at this point, you know, some of it really is 30 years you know. and looking through it, like, do I really need my baby shoe? Am I going to use it? It's like falling apart at the seams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either put it in the shadow box, hang it in the hallway or get rid of it. Yes, I I finally did. I'm like, there's there's nothing. What am I gonna do? Like, coat it in gold? Put it on a mantle? Like, what <laughs> oh, is? <laughs> man, that reminds me. Did your parents ever get your shoes dipped in bronze? My parents have like bronze. Is statues. that a thing? Yeah, really? that's a thing. I thought that was a thing for everyone. No, no. Well, we have like we have like two or three generations of bronze dipped baby shoes. 
in the family. That's amazing. I was actually just pulling that right out of my ass. I didn't know that was oh, really a thing. No, that is really a thing. <laughs> they're, they're now I gotta go get that shoe back. Yo, get the shoe, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a little you know, like a, a trophy base sort of thing. And it's got the shoes and they've been dipped and then there's like a little plaque on it. You know, like I, I must have been channeling that from you because I, I don't know. I just, I was reaching <laughs> thin air and I just, <laughs> yes. you'll have to look it up later. I mean, I just thought it was I a normal going thing to. that everyone did, but now I'm like, okay, my grandmother was just extra, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is, is entirely amazing. accurate. <laughs> yes. <sighs> oh, shit. Yeah. And you know, with manifesting, sometimes we get what we want, just not in the pretty package we thought we were going to get it in. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I like to tell people that they need to be specific because not being specific enough has backfired on me a many a times in a many a different ways. So <laughs> definitely be specific and, you know, thoughts are things. So, so be careful, be careful. Yeah, absolutely. This is your warning. <laughs> yes. Public service announcement. Use lots of adjectives. Okay. <laughs> I want a specific date, time, place. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Be very specific. Just trust So, me. yeah. Uh, yeah. Trust her on that one for sure. Because I've been there as well. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I've had a similar experience, you know. Maybe I don't have like 30 years old anything, but no, you know, is that just me? I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> to be fair in the closet behind me here, I have three cardboard boxes full of clothes from like the early 1900s. Like one was my great grandmother's clothes and belongings. And then the other two, I say early 1900s, my dad would kill me if you heard me say that. And one box <laughs> of his, is like his stuff. And the other box is my uncle's stuff. And my grandmother was going to throw it away. No one wanted it. And I was like, no, I want it. You know, I love history and vintage things. So I do have items like that. In fact, one of the boxes that I am not throwing away is actually my grandmother's old rotary phone. Like, oh, that's and cool. It's, yeah, it, it's decadent. Like the, it's very pretty. I'm like, I'll figure out a way to fix this, and I don't. I'll have a house line. I don't care. I'll be. <laughs> Charlotte will be calling me from the rotary phone. You need like one of those yes. little phone, like phone chairs that they used to have. Like put it in your entryway. I have a little bench. I'm going to. <laughs> Yes, yes. So oh, so while we while we're talking about minimalism, like I think it's really important to mention that you know, it's not getting rid of everything. If you have something and you love it and you know, it brings, you know, some joy or or some sort of emotion and you enjoy having it, keep that. You know, it's not getting rid of everything for the sake of being a minimalist. It's just being very selective and very, you know, purposeful in choosing what you want to keep. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention as well that this isn't a one-time thing. This is something that you're going to be constantly doing. And, and that was the experience I was going to share is that um, when I moved into my house now, we blended kind of two people's worth of stuff and it was a lot of stuff already. So when my, when my grandmother moved into the assisted living facility, um, she had to downsize a three bedroom 
two bathhouse with like two dens like in a sitting room. Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty big house down to like a studio size apartment. So, and boy, she, she kept a lot. She's got a lot in that little studio apartment. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, she's maximalizing over there at the moment. Cause she refused, <laughs> refused to let go of some things, but um, yeah. So I inherited a lot of things because, you know, a lot of the things that she was getting rid of, she'd had for, I mean, since I was a child and just to watch her, yeah. like, just being like, I don't want that. You know, my heart was like, oh, oh you know, I, but I, I remember you, yeah. playing with that and seeing that as a child, you know, I wanted yes. and like <clears throat> kitchen stuff and furniture and, and just, oh my gosh, so much I came home with, you know, like car loads full of stuff. And then three years later, three, four years later, <laughs> You know, I still have all these things in my garage, all these things around my house. And slowly but surely, a lot of the glassware, anything breakable was breaking, which was creepy enough. So I decided to start getting rid of most anything. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I've Universe was like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Well, I don't don't know exactly (laughs) what it was. You know, my grandmother's quite the character. So... (laughs) You know, it's like a running joke in this house that anything of hers that she's given us that's breakable is probably going to break at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've had things like I had this little like porcelain. I think it was like a porcelain statue, not porcelain. Maybe it was like plaster. Yeah, I'm thinking plaster. And um, it was by the front door. But I remember coming home one day and it was just like cracked and in pieces and just like laying on the ground. Like, (laughs) like nothing had touched it. It just like fell apart. And I mean, like, that's just an example, you know, like, but. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent, but um, I ended up with so much stuff. And this last year, I decided I was just done. I was done with it. And I had always, I've always accepted like a lot of hand-me-downs because I am very resourceful. So cheap or free is always good in my book. And so a lot of the things I had, and, and some people might relate to this, aren't really things that I had chosen. You know, they are just things that yeah, people gave to me that. or that I needed. And maybe it wasn't quite my style or color or whatever. Um, but it worked for the time. And I guess I kind of made a pact to myself last year that like, I wasn't going to bring anything else into my house unless it was intentional. Like I really loved it, you know? Yeah. Something that you really, really, really enjoy. Yes. And I I can can tell you, yeah, like it, it has brought so much peace to this house. It's so much easier to clean and dust And it's a lot more pleasant. You know, just the energy is a lot more pleasant. There's more room to move around. So much room for activities. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Name name that movie. (laughs) I I only have, I want to say two items that I I took from my grandmother's house. And it's that, that rotary dial phone and a very pretty decanter because my grandmother was a devout whiskey drinker so Mm. i i I did get some of her liquor too but um that's long gone (laughs) it's been many years (laughs) it's been many years but so i got the decanter and the phone and and that was all that i wanted to take but it's really nice like going to my mom's house and i'll see like her cardinals or her butterflies or just little things that um 
that I recognize from my grandmother's house, you know, because it, it does, it connects you with your childhood. So yeah, speaking Thank of you. Cardinals, you know, the Cardinals remind me of my Nana, my mom's mom as well. And we actually just we were at Home Depot this morning before we came to record. And we bought a Cardinal wind chime for the back patio. <gasps> I'm going to need a photo of that. Okay. okay. Yeah, they have them at Home Depot. I would imagine they have them at yours as well. I actually intend to get some plants this afternoon and start my second trough. That is, yes. Actually, we are recording this. It is Beltane today. Although I did Beltane. most of my festivities yesterday. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm going to plant... I'm going to plant my garden, uh, at least what I can. It's, it's, I've sort of been in limbo here with the move, so I haven't really gotten a plant. Then I got these really cool troughs and just staring at it and it not having plants in it. It's killing, <laughs> killing me. <laughs> I want a garden. <laughs> yes, I can imagine that. We actually bought some more tomatoes and stuff at Home Depot. Every time we go, we come home with like four or five more plants. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, I... I get stupid excited when it comes to plants. <gasps> yes. yes. Yeah, me too. Like at the store, was, where was I? I think I was at Shoe Carnival. And you know when they ask you if you want to like round up your purchase to donate to something? And I'm usually like, no, yeah. no, no. Because really, if you guys don't know, the companies, when they get your donation, they use that as a tax write-off. When you can donate yourself and use it as your own tax write-off. So Yeah, that's true. I tend not to do those, but the guy yesterday said it was for something for plants. And I'm like, you got me. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> you had to mention plant life. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> <Yes>. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, it, you know, there's many reasons why we have lots of things, you know, whether it was you have a shopping addiction or you have too many hand-me-downs or you've just never gotten rid of anything, like ever, never done a clear yeah. out. Um, at, you know, now is the time to start. Just do it. And you will have to do it again. And it's okay. You know, I like to every few months kind of go through things. Um, and you can donate stuff too. You know, that's another like, you know, you can get some some good deed karma points too by donating to um, like a shelter or something like my neighbor works at a battered women's shelter. And so anytime I get rid of anything women or kids related, I give it to her and she takes it to work. Ooh. I might have a couple bags for you here soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me know. She's always bringing me stuff. Like people donate so much. Like she's like always bringing decorations and stuff for the holidays for the kids. She'll be like, Hey, I was going to throw this out. Do you want it? It's so cute. <laughs> so I try to return the favor, you know, <laughs> I I'll typically um, reach out to somebody who's close to me and see if they need it. And if they don't need it, it, it goes to some place that I can donate. Usually whatever is the most convenient, although there are definitely places I prefer donating to and places that I don't. So. Yeah. Yeah, me too. There's There are quite a few corrupt, quote unquote, thrift stores that barely yes. have thrift prices anymore. And it's like, oh, no. come on now. I donate, uh, you know, a, a suitcase to you and then you sell it for $20. Like, <laughs> $30? Like, come on. Probably higher than that. I've been some and I'm like, I could get that new. <laughs> for that. 
You know, you're not, yeah. you're not really incentivizing me here to you know, reuse and recycle. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. I don't know if I trust your intentions behind this corporation enough to purchase this from you. So yeah, there's that, there's that as well. So yeah, you can look into different places where you can donate things, you know, and, and I'd say some of the best places to start when decluttering in your house are like cabinets and drawers, even though you can't see them when you're just walking around your house, knowing that they're cleared out and they're organized and you know where everything is. Oh my gosh, it can make such a big difference. Yes, yes. I, I have had that with organizing like my bathroom supplies and I went and got all those little tubs and like everything had its own little cubby hole because I didn't have many drawers and drawers are typically easier to fill than like big open cabinets because it, it, things get out of control real quickly. <laughs> so, so having oh, yeah. like little organize, yeah, or little organizing containers, uh, really, really, um, helped organize my, my bathroom sink like it it is typically a mess even now with the containers so like jamie mentioned you do have to do this often <laughs> yeah you have to do it often and and the thing is is you can you can implement a system but if you don't keep using the system <laughs> then yes. you're going to end up in the same boat and it's okay because everyone's human i mean i reorganized my bathroom cabinet i think twice last year and i do i have little cubbies and things. I went to the dollar store or the dollar 25 yep. store now and uh, <laughs> got a ton of little things. And, you know, it's funny how like I'm looking at things I put in there like a year ago that I don't even want now that I specifically kept like a year ago, you know, so even yeah. in that short amount of time, your taste can change, your interests change, you know, what's important can change. Um, so yeah, it really gives you that, that time to reassess because I, I do that with my closet as well. Like sometimes I won't throw away this item. I'm like, maybe I'll wear it. And wouldn't, you know, a year later, I have not worn that damn dress. So, yeah. so at this point you're like, I'm kidding myself. Like I, that's never going on my body again. Maybe because it doesn't fit. Maybe because it's not my style. Doesn't matter. It's time to get rid of it. And I've been doing that with, with boxes here as well. Like, you know, this has been up in the attic for years. Do I really need it? Mm -hmm. I even, terribly, I even threw away some of the kids stuff, but like I kept their very first baby blanket, but I'm like, I, I have four kids, mind you. So keeping four kids things throughout the years, that's a lot of space. So really yeah. narrowed it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually good. have, um, I think I have two bins around here somewhere. One's in the closet behind me for sure. I think I have some, another one somewhere else with that kind of like important kid stuff. Right. And yes. um, even just with the two of them, it's a lot. And like, <laughs> I remember Gabe bringing his like folder and binder home from school one day and I'm looking through it. I'm looking at all his grades and everything. And I made a pile of papers on the table and I went to throw them away. And he's like, oh, you're throwing it all away. And I was like, I can't keep this. <laughs> yeah, and uh I think back to like my mom when we were younger oh my god she kept everything everything and when <laughs> when they moved from their old house to their new house now a couple years ago I found a lot of these boxes of like random doodles like two crayon doodles <laughs> on paper you know or like a, a spelling test from kindergarten you know like things like that did you like, throw it away <laughs> uh yeah i threw a lot of it okay. away. it's like 
you just you don't need that you know uh, nobody needs that no like I, it was very sweet i wait until they're they're out of the house to throw it away sort of sort of with their schoolwork i let them do it and they're not as offended if they're throwing their own work away but for other things like like you know like a macaroni necklace or some shit um mm-hmm. it's it's <laughs> I will wait till you leave the house. You, you can go to school. I'm going to put not only in my trash can, but I'm taking that trash bag out to the dumpster. Like I am smuggling something inappropriate. <laughs> no. You know, it's, it, it's not that we don't love it. And it's not that it's not important. And that's, I think the thing about yes. minimalism is sometimes there's even something that you did care about at one time, but if it doesn't bring you joy, there's a difference between not hating something and, and, bringing you joy you know you have a macaroni necklace is it hurting anyone no but is it bringing you joy probably not other than the joy of thinking that they made it and how cute that was (laughs) and you know you know so you know I always I I think it'd be really cool I've always wanted one of those like picture frames where the pictures change it's like a digital one Ooh, yes yeah, I, like um, I think that's about the only way that uh, humans are ever going to use the tens of thousands of photos we all have in the cloud from our phones. Because, <laughs> I mean, what else are we going to do with all these freaking pictures, you know? Yes, yes. I do. I do have a ton of pictures of the kids. And even though I'm throwing away their, their macaroni necklaces, like I'm not throwing away their key moments, you know, there's also scrapbooks for them, you know, you know, things. But but as far as like the little crown drawings or, or even that macaroni necklace, like at some point, you know, you're, you're weighing the memory and the space. And I think I, it really gave me a different perspective when my mom, like you said, was was trying to give me the stuff that I did. And I'm like, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad you've enjoyed it for, for this long. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> well, and I think where I was going with the picture thing, I remember now back on track <laughs> in my, yes. in my thoughts here is that um, you can take pictures. You can take pictures of this stuff, yes, exactly. you know, and keep exactly. a special folder on your phone, on your computer, and then maybe one day do something with that. So you still have proof, you know, you still have it there to look yeah, at. That memory is there. It's yes. just not yes. taking up the same physical space. Anymore. Physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, cabinets, drawers, closets, you know, even reducing the amount of furniture that you have, you know, um, I partic- I don't have like a whole lot of furniture, but, um, you know, sometimes people have just random things that they don't really use, chairs, benches, stools, you know, cabinets, whatever, um, especially cabinets and things that you can put stuff in because <laughs> then yes. you've got the piece of furniture <laughs> and it's full of junk that you probably don't need. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so it just makes, it makes keeping a home easier, you know, especially if you're someone who has anxiety um, or you spend a lot of time at home or you have children, you know, it can be really difficult to, to keep the house clean and you're not, you don't feel complete sometimes until it is clean. And when you've got so much stuff around you, you know, it's like it gets dusty, then it feels grungy, and then you don't want to be in there. And then every time you come home, you just walk into this pit of just energy, you know? Yes. Yes. Every object carries an energy. So 
keeping certain objects like we went over before you know not not everything is bad you don't need to get rid of everything but everything holds an energy and you know if it just keep if you keep accumulating things and they just keep stacking up that's a shit ton of energy in a condensed amount of space you know so on on the flip side of that you know there are some some spiritual reasons to to clear out the things in your in your home <laughs> you know your physical space as well because we we are a bundle of energy right our energy protrudes from us into everything in our space and everything around us and we need that room to be able to move you know when it's bumping up against you know tons and tons of other things like you're saying it makes it difficult to have a clear mind and to focus in on, on what it is that you need to accomplish, whatever that may be. Yes. Yes. And like we were saying earlier with the meditation and just needing to achieve a, a clear mind, a lot of times this is easier to do when your surroundings aren't sort of creating this, this anxiety or, or filling your space with uh, an energy that's not really positive or not really flowing. Uh, so it's, it has a lot of spiritual uses to it. And, you know, this isn't even a concept, you know, that's unique to paganism. Um, even Buddhists, Buddhists are, are, well, it goes back with the meditation, but not even just Buddhists, but Christians as well. Like they'll, they give up, you know, earthly possessions to sort of, in, you know, achieve enlightenment. So it's prevalent in spirituality to sort of have this minimalistic approach. Yeah, I think that it's the idea of like reducing distraction, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and that makes sense for me because, um, I'm very easily distracted. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I can be as well for sure. I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, about the distractions or, or the quote that I said earlier, which I swear I will figure out who said it, but you know, the, the things you own, own you as well. So, you know, just sort of make sure you enjoy what that is <laughs> and, and really yeah. keep a good inventory. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, you, you see people creating like little Zen dens, right? Little meditation rooms, yoga rooms. And it's, it's always just like that one room, but like, why not have that be your whole house? Why does it just have to be the one room? <laughs> I I have that approach. Every space in my house, with the exception of my kids' rooms, which are an absolute nightmare, um, are, are spaces that I enjoy being in. You know, it. I I never considered myself a minimalist in until my husband was like, he was wanting to pile more stuff. Stuff, sorry, in here. Stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> you know, he was wanting more stuff, and I was like, "We don't have the room." He's like, "There's space right there." I'm like, "Wait, like two inches from that, and two inches from no, no, you're giving me anxiety just thinking about it." <laughs> but you know, it turns out that he really enjoys it. Um, his his previous previous home was was very very cluttered I think would be a good way to say it so mm -hmm. yeah and I I grew I, I didn't grow up in but I ended up living in in my early adult life in some very tiny apartments like I was in a studio apartment myself and then I actually even lived in a camper trailer for a little while so I got used to stuff being on top of stuff and 
having to get real yeah. creative with storage and like multiple uses for things. And, you know, I guess you could say I sort of started to apply those things <laughs> in my new house yes. when I got it. And it didn't take me long to look around and be like, uh, no, this is not <laughs> conducive to a peaceful mindset for me. <laughs> See, I, I, I think that I, I have that. Uh, how do I want to say this? I think that I can relate to that, but sort of in a different way. Like I came from a very small space where my furniture was sort of packed in there, but it wasn't a lot of furniture. It was enough for the amount of people I had in the home to, to survive and to be comfortable. And then moving into a bigger place and like, it's empty. Like mm -hmm. I only had X amount of furniture and I'm like, whoa okay <laughs> so i think i might have been a minimalist by default <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds like a, about right yeah um but it worked out because then you kind of adopted it right um yes. so I like the aesthetic i like the way i felt yeah so the the energy flows better you know if you're someone who's working with energy manipulating energy you know you're doing spells and that sort of thing um it might make more sense for you to to have that flow better you know, not have so much stuff around you getting in the way. Yes. And if you do have the stuff around, just, just uh, keep in mind the energy that it is bringing to the room and, you know, does this help me? You know, is this a hindrance? You know, just, just, you know, sort of a mental inventory of, of the space that you're in. Like, how do I feel while I am in this room? And, and if it's great, keep it by all means, you know, this is not about, giving up everything you love by any means it's it's nope. just about honing in on on what you do love and what you really do appreciate so the next thing we're going to talk about is minimalizing in terms of your relationships so that could be friendships that could be work relationships that could be romantic relationships um there's a lot to be said here, uh, yes. <laughs> I would yes. say, and especially if you're, you know, a spiritual person, this is going to be part of the growth process for you. So whereas the last, you know, bit that we talked about was a little bit more on the physical side. This one definitely has more to do with, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual aspects and and yeah. this is tough. It can be it can be tough to even admit that we need to <laughs> minimalize and eliminate or reduce and eliminate, yes. you know, certain yes. things like this in our life. Um, and that's why we wanted to mention the physical first, because when you get the physical in order, it's much easier to make those decisions and to be able to stick with them. Yeah. You know, when your home is a safe haven for you or you have a room, you know, that's a safe haven for you that you can escape to um, out of your mind. <laughs> Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that minimalizing certain relationships um, is, is very important. I know for me, I, I am the type of person that has had friends since I was like two or seven or, you know, some like early, like I really hang on to these people and sometimes they didn't grow with me. And I had to make the conscious decision that that energy was no longer working for my life. And usually the energy was pretty sour on the other end, but like I was sitting there like, I'm going to fight for it for whatever reason. Um, but you need this, not even in, you know, I mentioned friendships and 
and mostly because I, I think that sometimes friendships don't get the the same airplay as as relationships might in in sort of minimizing this or or even workplace. You know, there, there's plenty of different you know areas of your life that could use um, some decluttering in the form of shitty people. So, <laughs> yeah, and I think you know there's a spectrum here. You know, you can have these unhealthy relationships kind of happen by default in your life. Like you said, like people you've just known that, you know, you felt were important in your life, or maybe you had this just inherent, you know, responsibility to, because you'd known them for so long. Yeah. Because of the history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a history there. And then on the flip side of that, you have like the super uber toxic shit, like, you know, abusive, you know, spouses or parents or, or something like that, where it's very obvious that something needs to change. So you can have it be not so obvious and have it be extremely obvious. Yeah. But to me, sometimes those subtleties are even harder, you know, when somebody's like outright, um, a terrible person, it's, it's a little, I'm not saying it's easy because I have been in that situation in a romantic relationship and it's not easy, but it's a little easier to identify that this person is toxic. And at some point, you know, when you are able to, you need to remove this person. Whereas like when somebody's real subtle about their, you know, toxic ways, it, it can get a little convoluted. So. Yeah, it can. And, and like you mentioned, you know, a lot of times it's just that you end up growing and someone doesn't, and you still really care a lot about them. Um, but you just have to, you just have to remove that responsibility from your life. You have to remove that energy from your life. I think it's important to mention that just because, you know, somebody isn't a a good influence for you or a good energy to have around you doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person either. So this could go like either way. There's a lot of a lot of material here, a lot of gray area. You know, it's not always black and white. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because it is it is definitely not you making some sort of judgment on someone else's life. It's you making a judgment on your own person in saying that this is yes. what I need. This is what Jamie needs. This is what Charlotte needs. And it's it's being, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, a little bit selfish sometimes in saying like, I have boundaries, you know, this is where I'm going with my life or this is who I am. And this doesn't really fit right now. I love you. You know, I let you go with peace and love. And I hope maybe one day you can come back around. You know, I've, I've had a few friends like that. And conversely, I've also had some that, you know, I wanted to beat the crap out of, and I'm glad they're out of my life now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes yeah. you don't see that coming oh, at first. You know, you don't even think that they're in that boat until something happens. You know, I've, man, it's been an interesting few years. I know. I know. It really has. <laughs> <laughs> but even even freeing up that space, it, it really allows for, you know, the people that you need to be around. Uh, me and Jamie have known each other for years, but it, it would be the last few years that our friendship has gotten like really deep. And it was also, you know, it was a time in my life where I was getting rid of the, these getting rid of sounds really rude. That's not exactly what I mean, but at least, you know, not keeping those <laughs> communication lines open with certain people who 
weren't good for me ultimately you know maybe maybe it was me maybe it was him that 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 doesn't matter either way like <sighs> when i was around them i was exhausted i was not refreshed i wasn't renewed it it wasn't it was not the vibe you know not 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 what i'm going for here <laughs> yeah and so to kind of segue to that is how do you know even when when it's not so obvious you know and it's it's being able to pay attention to your own energy, being so self-aware of when your energy shifts in ways that you're not very fond of or are not natural to you. Um, because I could say the same thing. Um, even recently, I've had situations where I'm around certain people and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm leaving that situation, you know, and I'm just so tired and I'm just like, what is wrong with me thinking that maybe it was just me, but then it keeps happening. It keeps happening every time and it's not happening when they're not around, yes. you know, and it's like, okay, well, here's <laughs> your sign, you know? Yeah. It, it really is that, that sort of, you know, being able to, to sort of be introspective, like, you know, how am I feeling about, you know, this situation? Like how, you know, how am I responding to their energy or, or the, the overall energy of just being, you know, even next to this person? So, yeah, I mean, there's, there is so much, like this could be a whole episode in and of itself, you know, being intentional about your friendships, your romantic relationships, your workplace relationships, your family relationships. Um, and they're all, they all come with their own, you know, dynamics and complications and things. And so, you know, take what we're saying and kind of fit it into what makes sense for you because we can't cover everything in this one episode, yeah. but it's just important to know that again, we're moving from this, from this age of wanting to please everyone all the time. Right. And especially women, you know, it being very patriarchal and, and women just trying to uh, just please, you know, there's been this cultural undercurrent of just grin and bear it sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. is what comes mm -hmm. to mind. Um, and people putting and up with more than they really should. Yeah. And just smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not that I am condoning being a selfish person. That is not what I am about to say here, but we're moving more into this time of remembering who we are as sovereign beings and not doing shit that we don't want to fucking do, you know, not, not exposing ourselves to that which we just freaking hate, you know, because <laughs> like, yeah. I know, like, our parents, our grandparents always have stories, right? I mean, of, of things they did. And, and oh, my gosh, my grandmother, she's like the funniest about just put, you know, hey, darling, you know, <laughs> bless your heart type, you know what I mean? <laughs> that means nothing good in Southern. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, um, <laughs> So it's, it's about boundaries. It's about personal boundaries. It's about personal growth and personal expansion. And that doesn't mean that you get to be a jerk. It doesn't mean yeah. that you're above anyone. Um, in fact, it means the complete opposite. It means you're humbling yourself enough to know that sometimes you need space from things in order to figure things out on your own and not be influenced by things around you. 
Yeah. I believe selfish is like one of those words that sort of gets a, a bad rap and that's probably a controversial take, but you can't pour from an empty well. You do have to put yourself first because I can guarantee you nobody else is going to put you in that number one slot. You have to do that for yourself. You have to, you're in the driver's seat here. So <laughs> you, you really do have to yep. nourish yourself, you know? it's okay to put yourself first. I, I understand that the word selfish, you know, just has so many negative connotations, but it's really not all bad. Right. And, and self-love gets a bad rap as well. Um, oh my gosh. So polarizing that topic. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and again, when, when you're talking about what it actually means versus what social media has turned it into, um, it's not, it's not a bad thing at all, but it can be if you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I also think it's, um, sort of, um, how do I want to phrase this? Like there's extremes and, you know, you, you sort of want to, to stay on that, that balance, you know, this isn't, I am always selfish or I am always caring for myself. Although the, even when I phrase it like that, that does not sound bad. Yeah. And I just think that the more we pour into ourselves, the more everyone can benefit because we're all part of the collective, you know, and it's like a bunch of gears all working together. And if your gear is yeah. broken or dirty, you know, or not moving, <laughs> you know, it's going to cause problems, right? Yes. It really is. The last topic I sort of wanted to talk about with minimalizing is patterns. And what do I mean by patterns? No, I don't mean like Chevron um, <laughs> or Paisley. <laughs> I mean like patterns in your life, habits, I guess is a different yes. way to put it, right? Um, and how they can play a role in creating stress and tension and how taking a look at how you live your life and how you're spending your time can also reduce stress and create peace and make more time for the things that are important. And, and again, it's a spectrum, you know, it can be something as simple as just like maybe watching too much TV, you know, being on your phone all the time or um, you know, something worse like alcoholism or gambling. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a range there. There's a very much a range there. Um, and so it's just the same things come into play. It's like having those boundaries with yourself and saying, okay, you know, I'm doing these things. I'm living my life in such a way that's not really conducive to the growth that I want to see in my life. You know, the, the things I want to experience. And I think it's important to think about like, okay, what, what is like, if you want to go back to manifestation, what is something that you're manifesting? You know, um, if you're trying to manifest a, a new job, if you're not looking for a new job or you're not working on any, you know, continuing education or anything, like, how are you going to get there? You have to take those steps, right? Yeah. Yes, you do. Real world action. You have to. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and without those steps, the change isn't going to happen and you're going to be stressed and in the same situation that you are now, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, it, it helps keep the energy flowing. <laughs> Yeah, I think that um, minimalizing patterns might actually be 
probably one of the hardest things for a person to minimalize oh, yes. one because yeah, one, you have to identify them. And th this is where the, the shadow work comes into play. So if you haven't listened to that episode, give that one a listen. But you, you really yes. do have to, you've got to deep dive into yourself and your your motivations and your patterns to, to really even be aware that it exists, you know, because we can operate on autopilot for a really long time. I know, I know, personally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you absolutely can. And I think, again, if we can like even circle back all the way to the beginning of the episode where we were talking about commercialism and materialism, is that we can get in this cycle, especially if you are someone in, and I try to eliminate this, of course, now I have a few subscriptions where I see them. But if you're someone who has like a cable service, like a, a TV provider service with like commercials, watching those commercials, being subjected to those commercials, I'm telling you, it like does something to people and, and it, it just, it's again, this like keeping up with the Joneses thing. You know, when I removed that service from my house entirely years ago, it shifted the whole perspective for our household. You know, now my kids aren't begging for every little toy they see, you know, on this yes. TV commercials, you know, <laughs> they don't even know they exist, you know, um, yes other than what they see online, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And me, you know, I'm not seeing things that are like subliminally, you know, <laughs> penetrating yeah, like, my I mind. I need that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the, the consumerism. Like it's, it's really easy to sort of fall prey to it. Like I, I'm guilty yeah. if I, I, there are very few services I have that actually show ads and normally they're not relevant to me. So whoever is responsible for tracking my algorithm, you're not doing a good job. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's freeing to, to not have to participate in that. But, you know, I have been known to purchase a thing for that dopamine hit, you know, as well. So yes, well, um, Speaking as someone who bought eight pairs of shoes yesterday alone, four of which were for myself. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get that. There was a sale. Um, <laughs> don't judge me. It was BOGO. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so what we are saying is there, there are times. And it is perfectly acceptable, you know, if it is something that, that you love and that you want, or it's a great deal, it's okay not to pass up on. Yeah, so one of the most valuable, um, one of the most valuable steps in the process to minimalizing your, your patterns is to recognize them. So that really has to be sort of that central focus, you know, you, you have to identify them before you can change them. Yeah. And that's actually something that I spoke a lot about in a course that I was developing last year called High Vibe Habits. I did release it for a short time, but it's kind of a work in progress. And that was the point is that you have to get real with yourself. And a lot of people, that first step, they never get beyond that point. They don't even get to that point because that is the first step is, is being able to have that honest conversation with yourself and go, okay, I really am doing that. Um, if yes. you can't do that, <laughs> I, I don't think we can help you, but <laughs> if you can, then just, you start taking the baby steps after that, you know, they don't have to be giant, giant steps, but no, you know, and, and again, 
I think it's just part of getting older. It's part of maturing, you know, as yeah. this flesh suit. <sighs> yeah. So there's obviously a lot to this, right? And that could be a whole episode in and of itself. But we hope this gives you a better idea of what minimalism looks like and how you can work that into your life and and why even you should do it. If it's something that you feel called to do, Um, you know, it's just something that Charlotte and I are really passionate about, obviously. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So thanks for gathering around the cauldron with us again this week. Yes. So let us know what you think about this episode. You can catch us on our Instagram and that is at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast. Uh, We'll be releasing some graphics that pair well with this episode this week. And until next time, blessed be. Peace out. Peace out.